Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Informed Catholic Podcast. My name is Ned Jabbar, and this is going to be episode 120 of the of the Informed Catholic Podcast for this uh, year. Um, we're into 120 episodes, so um, we're going to do an article today from NCR, National Catholic Reporter. It's on Bishop Robert Barron, and a meeting was held. Bishop Robert Barron um, called together a meeting uh, with certain Catholic, um, I guess you can say, heads on the important people that deal with the media, online media, uh, to deal with what he, what they call the radical traditionalists movement. Um. <laughs> it's going to be interesting, but let's start off with a prayer in, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and let's um, read a passage from Scripture here. Uh, it's going to be from St. John's Gospel, chapter 15. All right, let's start off here. Um, if the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you. A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you. If they, if they kept my word, they will keep yours also. But all this they will do to you on my account, because they do not know him who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not have sinned. But now they have no excuse for their sins. He who hates me hates my father also. If I had not done among them the works which no one else did, they would not have sinned. But now they have seen and hated both me and my father. It is, for, it is to fulfill the word that is written in their law. They hated me without cause. But when the counselor comes whom I shall send to you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness to me. And you also are witnesses because you have been with me from the beginning. The gospel of the Lord praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So what's going on with Bishop Robert Barron? All right, a few weeks ago, uh, almost a month ago, they started, um, he, <laughs> he uh, blocked Dr. Taylor Marshall from, um, from his Twitter account. Uh, the subject matter was about Catholic statues of saints being pulled down. Many people were asking Bishop Robert Barron, who was Los Angeles Auxiliary Bishop, what is he going to do about it? What was he going to do? What was him and the bishops were going to do about what's happening to Catholic churches, Catholic statues being attacked? 
Bishop Robert Barron pulled the Vatican II card out. It is not the job of the clergy, but the faithful to um, to sort of like deal with the stuff in, in the uh, public arena. Uh, the statue of Junibero Serra, who was a, an apostle a, uh, who came from Spain, who went through all of uh, Mexico, all of Arizona, Texas, and Arizona areas, Nevada areas, all the way throughout California, and set up at least, from what I can remember, nine missions, according to the his- historical account. One of the churches in the Los Angeles area, one of the oldest ones that actually was set up at least close to 20 years before the American Revolution, before even the birth of the United States officially, when George Washington was sworn in in City Hall, New York. This church is older than the United States of America. Someone set it on fire. It was the rooftop of the church, which is quite significant because it was the same thing that happened in Notre Dame Cathedral. And everybody's using that as the fact that the churches start with the fire on top, these arsons or attacks are from on top, is a parable of the fact that the clergy, the leadership is burning. The leadership is, is lost. The fact that it starts from on top. Anyway, that particular church of Los Angeles, an older one, was recently renovated, beautifully renovated, and now the rooftop is gone. Um, Barron blocked Taylor Marshall from his Twitter account. Didn't like being challenged. Typical of Vatican II bishops. They don't like to be questioned. They don't like to be challenged because they're they're not capable of figuring out how to talk to their audience. They don't know how to talk to their audience. They have no ability to talk to them. They're good at giving prepared answers. They're good at um, not taking questions. They're very good with politics. They're very good at keeping silent of bad, of bad leadership, of bad political leadership, of heretical things going on. They're not, they're, not able, they're not able to. Well, the fact that we're dealing with now is we're dealing with lay people who have decided to get their answers on Catholicism away from their local parish. I'm one of those people. I get my education not from my local parish. I get my Catholic education outside. I get it online, I get it from books, I get it from podcasts, I get it from YouTube videos, I get it from um, anywhere else but my local parish level. And this has been like this since 1997 from my conversion. I have no parish life. And this is something that Robert Barron doesn't understand. People can see a prepared formula. They can see sort of like um, a dull formula prepared. They can see that that their parish life, that their catechesis 
is not the, that the catechism training is not really honest because what happens is what the catechism training says and what scripture teaches is two different things. A good example is Robert Barron going up to Ben Shapiro when he was on a Ben Shapiro show and Ben Shapiro gave him, gave him a question, questioned him, you know, wanted an honest answer about Jesus Christ. And Robert Barron, Bishop Robert Barron, gave him something which a lot of us did not comprehend and were shocked and embarrassed. Jesus Christ is the privileged way. What in the world does that mean? Jesus Christ is the privileged way. I, I, don't, I don't even remember seeing that in any catechism. Jesus Christ is the privileged way. I don't even see that word in, in, in scripture. Where, where does that passage come from? Jesus Christ is the privileged way. That was embarrassing. And then a Protestant minister, Ben Shapiro, waxed him. And he gave him a, a more Catholic answer than the Catholic bishop did. Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven. Someone help us. What is going on here? The Protestant minister is more Catholic than the bishop? Wow. All right, so let's begin this article. It Bishop Barron hosts invite-only meeting to discuss Rad Trad's online vitriol. August 3rd, 2020, by Christopher White, NCR. Los Angeles Auxiliary Bishop Robert Barron hosted an invite-only meeting of Catholic media professionals last week to discuss disturbing trends in the online Catholic world, including the rise of radical traditionalist movements that are often marked by personal attack and uh, vitriolic commentary. The private meeting took place July 29th via Zoom and was confirmed to NCR by Brandon Vaught, content director for Word on Fire Catholic Ministries. Vaught said that the meeting was in initiated at his suggestion and had a threefold purpose to discuss. A culture of contempt among Catholic online, the rise of tablet tabloid-style news in the Catholic press, often, often in service of recurring web traffic and video views, the influence of the so-called radical traditionalists or rad-trad movements online. Rad-trads are often young Catholics who prefer tr traditional liturgy, including the Latin Mass, and subscribe to a more conservative political beliefs and religious practices. All of these are major pastoral issues, which is why I propose to Bishop Barron in his capacity as bishop to host a meeting with various Catholic media leaders to discuss these items, said Vaught. Okay, this is where we have to stop right here on this this fellow called Vaught. This is where we have to look closely here. All right, so this is on the suggestion of Vaught. 
Bishop Barron didn't call for the meeting. Vaught did. This uh, fellow um, by the name of Vaught. Let me get his name here, full name. Brandon Vaught. All right. So the question I'm going to ask, how much does Vaught know about the Latin Rite Catholic, the Catholics who go to only to a Latin Mass. How much does he know about them? How much does he does he think he know about them? And how much hostility does he have towards traditionalists? Seriously, all right. Because when I look at his words here, these are he talks about uh, their politics, uh, conservative politics, politics beliefs, and religious practices. All right, is that uh, more of like of a hostile reaction? Is that more like uh, does he have a, a have a very strong negativity towards the fact that they like to go to a Latin mass and and they're very conservative? What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? What's wrong with the with holding onto those political beliefs? Uh, should we be like the bishops, silent about abortion? Should we be like the bishops, silent about homosexuality practices? All right. I mean, that's the question we're asking here because I don't know what Vought's political beliefs are. You know, maybe he's okay with Nancy Pelosi. Maybe he's okay with with Joe Biden. Maybe he's okay with someone like John Kerry. The fact that these guys are supposed to be Catholics and they hold on to uh, beliefs that are contrary to the faith. So the question we have to ask: What is Robert Barron? What is his political views? I mean, I remember when he, I watched him, you can go on the video and watch him with Ben Shapiro. He's sitting down on the chair and he's sort of like moving back and forth, sort of like rocking back and forth very nervously, very uncomfortable and very nervously. That's how, you know, you watch someone's body language and their, um, uh, their, you know, their behavior. You can see that you know, Baron does this a lot when he when he's being questioned. He tends to rock back and forth when he knows he's walking on t on touchy ground. And you can often look at I mean, you know, this particular um, photo here that they have in the article from uh, his his YouTube, I believe. He looks very uncomfortable because he knows there are certain things, there's certain areas he holds on to a certain theology that that is not fully accepted that holds some contrary views to the Catholicism. He is trained, he's groomed as a Vatican II man. He's not fully groomed within the within the teachings of the church. Let's continue. Barron is the founder of Word on Fire and an auxiliary bishop in Los Angeles. In recent weeks, he has used his sizable social media presence to call out the armies of commentators and fueled by internet provocateurs who have attacked him on Twitter following an article he published regarding the res uh, respective roles of the bishops and the lay, lay people. That's the one where he uh, decided to block off um, uh, Dr. Taylor Marshall. Well, I also have an issue with uh, the Timothy Gordon who was a Catholic school teacher and got fired from his uh, job uh, because he made a comment on Black Lives Matter on Twitter.
And uh, the fact that he was dropped, he has five kids. One of his his oldest one um, is a special needs child. She's had just uh, um, brain surgery, um, and he lost his um, his he lost everything. He lost his medical coverage. He made not a he made a an, a very intellectual, very um, philosophical educated response towards black lives matter and the bishop of his of of his of the area he's in dropped him like a hot potato when a group of black lives matter people came over uh made a complaint to the bishop about timothy gordon and timothy gordon lost everything so the and and the fact that we do have a bunch of bishops who bend the knee they bend the knee to Black Lives Matter. Sorry, man. No, I'm sorry. But Bishop Barron here in this article, he's not the one who came up with all this. It took the Brandon uh, Vaught to do this. I'm sorry. You don't look, you don't sound like a leader. You don't sound like a, you don't walk like a leader. I'm sorry. It started, you know, I, I disagree with this. All right. Um, yeah, but in, in this article, he basically responded back in, um, on Twitter, that it was the lay people's job, not the bishops, to uh, interact in the public arena. Well, I disagree with him on that one as well. Okay, because the bishops, uh, they don't they don't mind putting their their hand out to receive money, uh, uh, federal money, <clears throat> and that to me, uh, that that's the public arena. There, sorry, I disagree with him on that one. Let's continue. May I also, as a spiritual father, issue a kind, a kind of pastoral cry of the heart to my fellow Catholics who practice this sort of thing. He asked in a video posted July 17th, cut it out, he pleaded. <laughs> wow, tough guy, cut it out. Baron dubbed the attacks mean-spirited and unjust. Okay, now you sound, now you sound like a snowflake. And said that he preferred the online pushback he received from debating the new atheists in the early days of his online ministry to that of the Twitter mobs of certain Catholics today, he said, that he had three full-time staff members spent their work days deleting the recent inappropriate comments leveled at him. Three full-time staff members. That says you uh, very rarely interact with the with the with your fellow Catholics, really. Wow, three full time staff members. How how protective do you need to be? How protective do you need to be, really? How you know he he really is out of touch then. All right, Baron dubbed the attacks mean spirited and unjust. And said that he preferred the online pushback. Okay, we read this part. Well, three uh, work days, deleting recent inappropriate comments. Okay, we read this. So he has a, a, a team, a team of people who read all the emails, read all the comments, um, and then suddenly um, he doesn't. He doesn't really. He really is a celebrity bishop. He really is a celebrity bishop. And I don't think he really knows. Does he know the 
The trads, as he calls them. Does he really know them? Why won't he talk to someone like Taylor Marshall? Why won't he interact with someone like Timothy Gordon? Why won't he just sit down and talk to someone like like uh, Michael Voris? Have a meeting with them. Talk to them. You know, instead of staying away from someone, someone, these guys can help him, can help the bishops. These particular groups of people, the remnant, 1 Peter 5, um, my, you know, Michael Voris and Church Militant, uh, Timothy Gordon, these traditional Catholic groups, even LifeSite Nudes, sit down at the table with them and maybe you could actually understand what's going on. Their response to all the out of touch, the scandal, the 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 McCarrick, the the Boston scandals, all these particular things, all the problems that are going with the church. How could you not think there's not going to be a backlash? How could you not think there's not going to be a problem? You know, it's it's amazing. It really is amazing. You know, you listen, you listen to everything's going on and these guys, they just keep pushing the direction that they're going, pushing the direction they're going and going further. They're out by themselves. They're on a boat by themselves. Whatever it is, it's not the Catholic Church. All right. Uh, let's continue. All right. In another video posted on July 22nd, he criticized certain traditionals who have rejected the Second Vatican Council. For me, it's impossible to uh, to repudiate Vatican II and claim to be a traditionalist, he said. <laughs> He's wrong. Vaught said the meeting of Catholic media professionals discussed the online behavior of traditionalists who ruthlessly criticized the Pope and bishops and questioned the authority of the Second Vatican Council, often to the point of reputation. Uh, reputation. While neither Barron nor Vaughn specifically identified individuals or organizations responsible for targeted online attacks, much of the criticism directed at Barron has been fueled by fringe right-wing sites such as LifeSite News and Church Militant. I knew it. I knew it. What did I just say? Oh, my goodness. That the, the, the very people he needs, the very group he needs, he needs life sight news, he needs church militant, he needs them. If you would reach out to them and talk to them, they will help you. You will understand better what's happening. First of all, you can't call them fringe groups. They're not. The Church Militant is one of the most successful Catholic uh, apostolate news agency. Uh, it, it does not deny Vatican II. It does not go against Pope Francis. It does criticize Pope Francis on some of his policies and issues. They have a right to. As lay Catholic, they can do that. LifeSite News is also not fringe. I mean, the, to call them fringe is really wrong. They have never, ever denounced Pope Francis as Pope. They have never denounced neither 
church militant Michael Voris and his team, nor John Henry and LifeSite News have ever criticized uh, Vatican II or denounced Vatican II. They have they they, you know, they have been critical of Pope Francis's policies. His policies, yes. That 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 you can you can you know you can definitely because he made some bad choices, and you can't you know you got to admit that. I mean, let's face it. I mean, when Pope Francis criticized the victims, this the the um, sexual abuse abuse victims of Peru, he called you know he he criticized and you know went against the victims, and then he had to apologize. Okay, I mean, let's face it. Yes, and also the McCarrick issue. The McCarrick files are very important. McCarrick, the bishops have been very quiet about McCarrick. Even Pope Francis has been quiet about McCarrick. But one thing I can honestly say this, no, Church Militant and LifeSite News have only been careful on the interpretation of Vatican II. Those documents, those 16 documents, even I have to admit they 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 have some ambiguous and is true i mean you know even some bishops have said it there's some ambiguous interpretations there but the, the you know the ones the ones i think that defend mainly are the ones who call them who who are with the slogan the spirit of vatican II. you know it's like you know it's basically a lawyer who's trying to get around uh the law by coming with ambiguous interpretations and that's and that's a fact so anyway let's continue this, this are, NCR is the one. NCR is the one who's writing this. This reporter here uh, is the one who basically put this down. Okay, this is not the first time Barron has puzzled over how to control the fractured nature of online Catholic community. He can't. I don't think he wants to deal with it. I'll be honest with you. Just by the fact that Brandon Vaud and all the uh, is it put this together, I don't think he. I don't think Bishop Barron wants to deal with this. An interview with National Catholic Register earlier this year, he suggested that bishops may want to consider introducing something like a man, uh, man, of, of those who claim to teach the Catholic faith online, whereby a bishop affirms that the person is teaching within the full communion of the church. They'll never do it. They'll never agree, agree with it. Never. NCR has confirmed that representatives of America media that's the james martin's uh thing um catholic news agency catholic news service crux and other sun uh and our sunday visitor were present and on on the call in an august 3rd email vought told ncr that the meeting was conducted off the record <laughs> not really because we, we we know about it to felicitate free and transparent dialogue it was not a press conference, nor formal statements were composed or even discussed, he wrote. Vaught said that the meeting was not hosted in coordination with the Communications Committee of the U.S. Bishops, nor with the Committee on Evangelization and Catechesis, of which Barron is the chair. This was simply a, bish uh, a bishop having a pastoral discussion with Catholic leaders in the media in his capacity as shepherd of, of souls, said Vaught. All right. Christopher White is NCR national correspondent. His email address. Okay, we're not going to go to that. All right. So here you have it with Barron. Now, 
this this to me this article is so weak is so weak i mean you need okay you you need to step back and look at the problem here i myself i'm a catholic i'm a convert i love being catholic and i'm and i'm proud i'm catholic i'm proud i'm a convert I love the Catholic Church. I love the teachings of the church. All right. I don't have access to Latin Mass. All right. I I don't have that. I know the one thing I disagree with some very hardcore traditionalists is they they sometimes okay, they many of them are so hardcore and I think they they have um hardened themselves. Um Maybe because they they want to live the Catholic faith and they and the the difficulty of living the Catholic faith in this modern world has hardened them. In some ways, it's almost like the hardened evangelical Protestant. In many ways, you get you know you you you're so you're so um, you're so upset about the way things are and the way things are in in the world, and you see the world constantly attacking you. You feel like the world's attacking your faith and everything, making it difficult. Well. The reality is that the that Christ knows about it. The one thing you got to remember, you have to, you need God constantly in your life. And you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not perfect. I'm, I've never been perfect. I find it very difficult every single day when I try to pray my pray my rosary. It's difficult. It's difficult. You get up in the morning, you're exhausted. You don't, you know, we're in the summer months now. You know. Um, the word shutdown, you're trying to save on electricity, uh, you have a fan, your you, air conditioner, you got to turn off because, you know, God knows Con Edison is going to come after you with the with that bill. And right now, I mean, what's going on, even in my job, you know, um, we usually around this time of the month, we have some overtime and this is the most unusual year we've gone through. A lot of people in my job have been laid off. Um, some management have been let go. It's, it's a scary time. I feel bad for some people. And I feel bad for those people who, who've been furloughed. You know, everyday living, the Christian faith is meant for everyday living. You know, and a lot of us, we're all individuals. And God approaches all of us as individuals. He's not out of touch with the reality of our daily lives. And I think some traditionalists have to be very, very careful, as well as sometimes those who are way overboard spiritual, in a sense, that that their faith goes into la-la land. You have to, you have to understand, Christ came into a reality. He... I, I always remind myself about this, and I think maybe this is one of the things that I find successful for me, is the reality of Christ's incarnation. He lived in the real world. He lived in a real world just like our world. Different time, different place, but still the same world. One of the things I love doing is that when I look at the the sky, I realize it's the same blue sky that Jesus looked at, at Nazareth and Bethlehem. And when he was living in Egypt, it was the same night sky 
he looked at, the same stars in heaven, the same moon. You realize when you look at the moon at nighttime, it's the same moon that our Lord looked at, the same moon that Joseph and Mary looked at, the same moon that was up there the night he was in the Garden of Gethsemane. The reality of Jesus who came into this world is real, is real. And the hardships he experienced is real. We experience a lot of hardships. We, we go through it every single day. And this is something we have to remember. You know, to be a, a, a conservative Catholic means living your life differently, means trying to think with the mind of Christ. Yes, 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 the Latin Mass is beautiful, but not all of us have access to it. Not all of us have access to it. And a lot of us don't have the information. Dr. Taylor Marshall talks about it a lot in his, in his show, and I appreciate it, and I'm going to pay it more attention, but I don't have access to it. What do you do when you don't have access right now? What do you do during the pandemic? He gives other things which I agree with. Pray your rosary, read your Bible, study your faith. Those things are standard. I agree with them completely. I agree with them totally and completely. And I'm, and I'm happy he does that because that's one of the things that people need to do. Study their faith, pray your rosary, read your Bible. And listen, listen to other, maybe we need to know how to think like a Catholic, how to think and live like a Catholic. That's what's important. A lot of people don't know how to live and think like a Catholic, live, think, pray like a Catholic. Those are the things that are very important. I think maybe that's one of the things we're going to be doing on this podcast and that we need to do. And I, and I'm happy and, you know, and, and I have to say one thing, I'm happy that those groups like Michael Voris and church militant, I'm happy we have live site news. Um, I'm happy to, Dr. Taylor Marshall's out there. Uh, Timothy Gordon, um, I'm happy he's out there. I feel like I know them. And I believe, you know, in a sense, they're great. They're great people. And I think they do care. Not all of us always will agree on the same on the same tactics and same approaches. Remnant Television, Remnant TV, I think they're great too. Uh, One Peter Five, I think they're great. Um, but like I said, not all not all of us are going to agree on everything. But one thing we do agree on, we do agree on the church. We do agree on the faith. We do agree on the sacraments. Um, but some of us are more fortunate than others. We have more access to things than others. And others, uh, others like myself, I don't have. I have. I love my. I love my basilica. I love Regina Pacci. I love it. Unfortunately, when I go there now, I got you know deal with the, you know, whole social distancing thing, which is which is ridiculous. It makes things uncomfortable, but hey, this is the reality we have to live in. And our Lord lived in a reality. And that's one of the most important things is we have to realize we live in a reality. And we have to work around, we have to work in the conditions that God put us in. All right, folks, let's end it here and we'll be back together again soon. God bless. And let's say a quick prayer. Let's say a, a Hail Mary. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. 
Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. So uh, please remember to subscribe and share and tell other people about it. And uh, it would help. It would help, um, you know, for uh, Anchor and all the other platforms that uh, post my uh, show that people do like it. Uh, the more subscribers I have, it helps, actually. Just to let you know, um, you know, it, it my, I, I notice it fluctuates, which is fine. I understand some people don't want to subscribe, but it would help if some people don't mind if you can subscribe, because if they look at the numbers, it would help a great deal. So uh, God bless. And I'll post something in uh, again soon. All right. So stay safe and uh, remember to pray the rosary and, uh, you know, study the faith. So really just study the faith. All right. And yes, read, read that Bible. So God bless.